Welcome to the Craft Beer Cast. I'm Josh. That's Jeff. Hey, what's up? Wells, how you doing? Yeah, pretty good, man. How are you? I am doing pretty well. I am doing pretty well. But I got... Except that he's not, not that, that pretty. He's not that pretty. Got, got a face for podcasts. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, so what's been up since the last time we recorded? Man, uh, that's a good question. Um, anything? Nothing beer-related. Got a chance to see a really awesome concert, though. Billy, cool. Billy Strings. He's he's a good... He, that boy can play guitar real good. All right. Nice. This is Labor Day, yeah? Has it been since we recorded? It's, Time is a construct. Yeah, it's been Labor Day. Yeah. So, yeah. That was, I, I, I cooked a lot of meats. Mm. You know? Ain't, ain't nothing wrong with cooking meat. Got my uh, annual keg of Mechtoberfest on. Probably drank through half of it already. It's just, it's good. Cool. So, yeah, nothing. Cool. All right. I know. Great. I mean, we could vamp or we could just. No, I like just. That. Not, much, not much going on. Yeah, we still got music playing, so it's fine. We've, I'd ask we've you what you've done, Josh, but I mean. Well, I honestly was thinking vaguely about going somewhere on Saturday. <laughs> <laughs> the thought crossed my mind, and then it was supposed to be like rainy all day Saturday. And then it wasn't, and that was really kind of irritating because, right. you know, you plan like, you plan your menu like like grill or smoke meat outside, so yep. I have to combat with that. I've got two dogs, so I'm constantly having to mop and all these other things that I'm typically used to doing on a Saturday. And I'm like, oh, it's gonna rain, so nope, not doing any of that. Yeah. And then yeah, nothing happened. And then, oh, it waited until the concert on Saturday night. I, I haven't gotten that wet outside of a shower in a long time. Oh, good times. It was crazy. So. Good times. And yeah, I was actually thinking about going to Winnie Boy because it had been a while and they have good sandwiches and good beer. Mm. But it didn't happen. What can you do? Cool story, bro. Thanks. I try. So this is like the story, if it would have happened. Yes, I would have done that. Um, but it, did, it didn't. All right. Yeah, music's over now. We can. Okay, cool. Now we can get into this. All right, good. We're finally released from Let's the, get down to business, It's a we? darn shame that we don't have actual direct control over said music. We don't. We don't at all. If only there was a button you could press uh-uh. to make there, it. There is not. There is no magical device that is held in my hand. It is played from the ether. So, okay. uh, we... Speaking of from the ether. Yeah, we actually were in communication with this brewery, True Colors, to have them... Skype into the show. Well, I guess that's not going to happen now because they're closing. Yeah, they w- haven't been open that long. They've been open think. longer than you think. But Probably here's true. The weird thing: they've been open since like 2018. They've only really? distroed one beer. So that's kind of confusing to me. Yeah. Uh, well, I mean, not everybody wants to get into big distro. Not everybody's looking for that. So. You know, I got respect their choice to not go that path, but that's a bummer. Yeah, it is. Uh, and so people who aren't in the know or understand what True Colors is, um, I've never been to Wilmington, so I don't know the area, but supposedly it's got some heavy gang activity in Wilmington, and they were ta- taking ex-gang members, even sometimes from rival gangs, and they were all working in this facility, uh, you know, learning trade skills, learning life skills. So very cool and altruistic idea. But at the end of the day, uh, a lot of funding got dropped because some violence happened 
with the brewery, outside of the brewery, but with people connected to the brewery. And, you know, that just looks bad on sure, on them. And so investors pulled the plug and yep. that's all she wrote. They're shutting down. Yeah. I'd, one of those heard a lot about, never had anything from right. kind of thing. Yeah, and we, we were actually looking forward to having them call in, right? Yeah, we were. And then our email went kaput and we couldn't email. And then once we actually finally got it working again, I was actually going to reach out. And then last week I saw this news and I thought, well, there's no point now. Yeah, they were part of the ownership group that reached out to take control of Modern Times. Oh, right. Yes. And that curiously, I mean, that was kind of a curious thing to begin with. Like, you know, new-ish kind of brewery suddenly is launching like a multi-million dollar bid to, to purchase Modern Times. Like, well, how in the world are you getting this done? Um, well, like, so if, if, if you read the bottom of this story, you'll see how they were getting that done. Oh. Oh, yeah. Molson Coors. Molson Coors put in a 24% um, equity stake in this company. Yep. So once I saw that, that's when bells and whistles went off. Of, oh, that's how they got involved with Modern Times, because they had the money from Molson Coors. Yeah. So that kind of taints their whole picture, right? I mean, it makes it... it in, in the eyes of us, yes. Makes, it makes it tougher, but, it, you know... I guess better that Maui ended up winning the bid. Yeah. And I mean, it does stink that, you know, a brewery with this idea, this concept of, and they weren't employing just like two or three. There were 70 rival gang members working in this facility. So, you know, at the end of the day, they're trying to better people's lives and it stinks that they can't continue that mission anymore. Well, rough, but... I mean, just rough. Oh, I hate you, ESPN. I really hate you. Oh, you wanted to read something? No, you must get the video. No, I do not want. No, no, but you need the video. No, at least, at least it's got like the 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 actual text underneath it. Yes. Like I hate you go to these websites and they're like, oh, you wanted to click on this news article about whatever? It's video only. Yeah. Because we're too lazy to have anyone actually write it. Right. But Wells, this is a. Podcast about beer. Why are we on ESPN? Why are we on ESPN? Well, uh, because the the World Cup is coming up. I would say soon. It should have already. It should have already happened by now. But yeah, but it's a little hot in the desert right now. For that, it is a little hot in the desert, and it's also pretty dry in the desert, as it turns out. Um, But thankfully, FIFA and the World Cup officials over at Qatar have kind of. Allowed alcohol beer sales. Welcome back. Uh, I know, right? Like, what's that? Welcome back, Cotter. Oh, stop it. <laughs> I mean, I I understand you have, like, a, it's a country where alcohol consumption is frowned upon and yes. this, that, and the other. Yeah. But uh, technically not permissible. It, exactly. Right. And so, congratulations. They've carved out an exemption for, like, Certain stadiums you can drink a beer like after six o'clock now, and it's only like in certain areas, and you can't bring in like outside alcohol and this, that, and the other. And I'm just like, beer sponsorships, you know, like AB InBev, that's one of the biggest beer sponsors of the World Cup. And how could you ice essentially 
AB InBev like this. Like, yeah. I, I couldn't imagine going to the World Cup, a soccer tournament, and, and not imbibing anything. All them hooligans going to be so uh, in control and uh, not hooliganing. Jeez. Oh, Over there? Yeah. Um, yeah. We won't even get into all the fucking world atrocities and human rights violations and everything else. Slavery? Yeah. All the other ugly stuff that this World Cup should not be where it is. But hey, whatever. You can have a beer there. Maybe. If you're lucky. Perhaps. Pass. Something about 120-some degree weather and open air, but air-conditioned stadiums. Just kind of like, I, mm, why in the world do I want to fly halfway around the world to watch something that should not exist? Yeah, exactly. So, just just wait until what is it twenty twenty six when it's here. It's it's one of those things that I, US. I I can appreciate the the sport of football the, the international sport of football football yeah. I get that it's a big thing for a lot of people. I've been watching uh, Welcome to Wrexham, trying to like you know stir some of this up, and I'm just like I, you know Josh and I were talking about sports earlier before you got here, Wells. We were talking about NFL. I'm just like I just I'm 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 at this weird point in life where I just don't care. Mm-hmm. And that'll change, I'm sure, in a couple of years. But like right now, I'm just like I don't like. Yeah, I get it. Uh, and you know, I will tell you. Obviously, I could have given a flying fuck about football until I spent that month in the Dominican during the World Cup. And you're kind of like ingrained in a culture where soccer is way more of a thing than it is here in the states. And every restaurant, every bar I went to, World Cup matches are on and. People are having fun and, you know, cheering teams. And it, it was kind of infectious. Sure. 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 Not sure. enough that I'm going to wake up at 7 o'clock in the morning to watch Premier League soccer, but... Quitter. <laughs> That's why you just need to be uh, more involved in some of the better teams that play a little later in the morning instead of 7 You mean up. B at best maybe C Cup soccer that is the MLS? No. I was going to say, like, Chelsea. But no. whatever. Okay. I was I was going to say if you're talking MLS, no. I ain't going to that shit. I that's have, that's minor league soccer I'm at having best. fun with my Charlotte FC games. Thank you very little. I've only been to two, but you know, it's uh <laughs> Hey, you remember when they uh, started that uh, football club here in town and everybody was so excited uh-huh. and uh they still are. Then like 3 games later, <laughs> like I, I don't I'm sure there are still people that are very excited about it, very passionate about it. And that's great. I love that for all of them. But like it was, all five of them. it was literally the only thing on the news for like a couple of weeks, and then like a couple of games later, just like the Hornets, they're like, "Oh wait, was there a season?" <sighs> Soccer, huh? How do I know that Jeff lives forty-five minutes out of town without him actually saying it? Uh, but I did say it, kind of. But he did, yeah. What's Buddy going? Did? What's going on at Greenville Wells? Oh, the same thing that's going on in Charleston. What's that? And Virginia Beach. What's that? And Wilmington. And, and I know. Uh, so I know we've talked about New Realm a number of times on this show. You know, the Mitch Steele founded. Mitch Steele. I know. Talk about the coolest name in brewing. It's not close. Um, so Atlanta-based New Realm Brewing has announced yet another Location this time in Greenville, South Carolina. Oh, I forgot uh, Savannah, Georgia. They're there oh, too. Okay. Yeah. The point is, they're God. I mean, maybe going to be at 
double digits by the end of next year. It's like an arms race with high wire. It kind of is. It kind of seems like it, doesn't it? Like who's going to have the most first? And I know we don't necessarily catch as much wind about other breweries in other areas, but like I, I, I kind of wonder: Are there other breweries across the U.S. that are growing at that kind of pace? It's a good question, or at least expanding at that kind of pace. Maybe. Yeah, that's a good question because we only seem to hear about the ones either coming here or are based out of here and are going elsewhere. So I do wonder if there's some other ones like on the West Coast that are kind of doing the same thing. Where, and you know, it's interesting to me about New Realm is they don't seem to be picking very pop outside of Atlanta, very populated, like huge metro areas, right? Yeah, it's all it's all mid-sized things. I mean, yeah. I think when I think of Savannah, I don't think of a huge metro area, but right. it's or Greenville, South Carolina is another right. example. Yeah. Like it's a decent sized town. Yeah. But, but there ain't much around it once you get outside of it. But then maybe that's part of it, you know, become that anchor store, if you will, you know, and, and be one of the few good spots in town, draw everybody in there. Yeah. I had a lot of questions about them opening the Charleston area one mm-hmm. because that wasn't even in Charleston proper. That's like Daniel Island. That's out of town okay. by like 20 yeah. minutes or so. And when I went to a couple concerts, like in that neck of the woods and being able to see the venue from the the tap room. It's like, well, this is where I need this is where I am and this is where I need to go. I can totally see why they opened up over there. Yeah. Well, and I was gonna say Jazz and anchor. I both as many times as we've been to Greenville, this is on Main Street, so what's there? I mean, that's downtown Greenville. Um it depends on Main Street's uh, yeah. Depends on how far down Main Street it is. I it guess, does, right? but I mean, like once you get over the bridge, it gets pretty dry pretty quick. It does, but even if it's over the bridge, you're still not that far away from that. I don't know. Main drag. It, well, right? there's a concert venue that's right there. The only reason I know is because Pat and Oswalt played there, and there's like a Hampton that's right across the street, and I could remember seeing the venue from right across oh, the street. What yeah. instrument does Pat and play? Do, these uh, nuts. These nuts. Bofa. Uh huh. And then, of course, there's that arena that's there downtown. I mean, right. there's a lot downtown Greenville. There, there's a lot that you and I never really saw because we would end up staying we right there working. on the strip. And it was just like, well, I'm just going to stay right here because I can get to GBX. I can get to food. I can get yep. to that pizza place on the corner. Yep. That was pretty good. Exactly. So, I mean, that'll be cool to have if I ever go back to Greenville. To have another option to have beer just right there besides GBX. Yeah, it is it is just a little weird. I mean, I guess they found their niche. Like It makes sense. I mean, they were talking about moving to Charlotte real quick and had even purchased some land. I know we talked about this before. They ended up turning and selling it. Um, making some bank. Making some bank, I guess. I mean, they had just purchased like the Green Flash facility in Virginia Beach. It It's just really... Impressive, intimidating, and also like eyebrow raising because how much it seems like they're growing at a breakneck pace. And how long can this pace? How long can it last? Yeah, absolutely. But you know, going back to the true colors conversation we had earlier, Mm -hmm. if all you're doing is brewing and you're not really distroing, are you really spreading yourself that thin? If all you're doing is making beer for your local market, 
and that's it. Even if it's not your quote unquote local market and you just bought in, if all you're doing is making your beer for your Savannah tap room, your beer for your Greenville tap room, you, and, but you're not doing like any major distro, I don't know that that's not a sustainable model because yep. how hard is it to just pull the plug when you go, you look at the numbers on a spreadsheet and go, you know what? Hey, Savannah's not working. We're not making profit. Yep. Get rid of Axe it. Axe that tap room and yep. like cut this hydro well, head off. And, yep. and, and somewhat famously, New Realm especially has a history of we're announcing a new tap room. It's probably going to happen. It's been a couple of years. We're not really sure we're feeling it anymore. Yep. Let's make some money on the real estate sale. But have they done that more than once? No, no, no. I'm just, I, I meant, well, okay, famously here in town. How about that? They, they did it the one time they came to Charlotte. Yep. <laughs> but, you know. But, I mean, what's to stop them from doing it again? Like, yeah. if- I mean, it's, it's nothing anymore. And we were talking about, oh, there's another local brewery that had done this, where it's nothing anymore to get, like, a press release that you're going to open a new tap room or a new brewery experience in some other area, and then nothing really happens, and you make a couple of excuses. And then about a year later, hey, we're going to open it in another area. And, you know, the locals get all excited. And they're like, are you excited too? And I said, when it opens? When I see it. Yeah. I mean, unfortunately, and I'm like, here are a couple of examples where it didn't work out. Yeah. So announcing you're going somewhere is one thing. Actually yes. going there, that's another. Yeah, exactly. Good point. Final story up. Mm. Why are growlers more expensive than packaged beer? Um, long story short, because breweries don't want you to buy them. They why would, not? Because they would prefer you to buy cans. You mean you, the brewery, not the brewery, but yes. a brewery, don't trust me, the average consumer, to keep that growler at perfect temperature, to consume it within the right amount of time, and everything to work out, and me to have the best experience ever? Yeah, and, you know, we, we're already doing canning runs, so we want these cans to be, like, as fresh as possible. Right. But you come in with your growler at, let's face it, a lot of goofballs come in during peak times, and this article does point out, it's like, we can serve, like, five different beers to five people, or we can clean your one growler to take home. Like, Well, and it, I was going to say, how many, is that why so many places around here... It is growler exchange. You bring in your birdsong, your Noda growler, you're empty, and yeah. they take it and just give you a fresh and fill at, it. At least when I was working at Old Mecklenburg, yeah, we did not service people's own personal growlers for a number of reasons. And one of them was I, I didn't trust anybody to fill them or to uh, clean them properly. Yeah. I mean, I would... That was part one of my many job duties was to clean growlers. And we had a very, like, this is the way we had to clean them. And God, some of these that were just, I'd, I'd run them through the dishwasher like 10 times. We had a custom setup like 10 times. And this growler still smells like death. And I'm like, oh, but it's like, can I just go break this outside, please? And <laughs> yeah. And it's like, Whoopsie. yes, yes, you can. Cool. I mean, because I didn't want to put any beer in that. How do you make glass smell bad? Yeah. I do like. From a, a consumer standpoint, it is back in the day when we did growlers, not the new crowlers, but yep. growlers. It was kind of nice to walk in, 
especially a place that I'm familiar with, and know that I don't have to sit there and wait the 10 minutes while they slow fill a growler and then have to wait for it to settle and then fill some more and then wait for it to settle and fill some more. Like, oh, you just got some in the back? Perfect. Yep. All that too. And OMB also had that counter pressure filler, which was a very quick fill. Okay. Um, Excellent. I mean, that would like purge out all the CO2. And it was about as automated of a process as you could ask for. But boy, um, once mobile canning kind of came along. Right. And I mean, that was like the death knell for growlers. Right. And now, honestly, like they don't, a lot of breweries just don't see the use in growlers. We already have this in cans. Right. Um, and again, a growler is, you know, like, so like the growler itself, right? Like, so you have that problem of that. That's a lot of beer. That's yep. four pint. Like you open that and there's no going back. As soon as you open that, it's done. And I'm sure there are some people who put the lid back on and buy some crap off of, you know, Kickstarter. And they're like, oh, but it, you know, whatever. Yeah. It'll be fine. No, no, it's going to be bad. Yeah. It's, it's going to be real bad. As it's going to start to flatten, seal, flatten out immediately. Yeah. And, and, and again, like <clears throat> I think about going to a brewery when it's even moderately busy, even to ask for a crowler, I feel bad. Like if there's any line at all, I, I will hold off. I'll even say like, hey, look, I'm going to want one of these at some point. It is not, I, I don't need it now. I don't want it now. Just at some point, just, you know, like if you get caught up or whatever, because there's nothing worse than having, you know, a half a dozen people waiting for a beer and then some jackal wants, you know, like three or four crowlers of something, which again, takes time. Yeah. Well, and, and you know, what's funny is sit, I'm sitting back thinking about my history with crowlers. If I were to, you know, what Jeff, to Jeff's point, really, if I were to go to Birdsong and there's 10 people deep, that growler went right back outside. Yep. I'm like, I'm not even going to fuck with it. I'm not just worth it. Not worth it. It's not fair to everybody else. Yep. It's not worth my time. So a lot of times it would be me ending up going on like a lunch break during the week when these places are dead empty and I know I can get it filled quick and I can leave quick. You okay? Yeah, I'm fine. Okay. Okay. Sorry, just needing a second to process that. No, no, you're good. Um, and you know what's it's even more funny is I don't cannot tell you the last time I got a growler. Uh, same. I have no clue. Um, in, in the advent of growlers, it's it's just the way it's gone. I, I actually took, I had a, a a decent selection of local growlers because there for a while, even though the law was anybody could fill anything they they a lot of them wouldn't yep and i and i get that like yeah. i understand but it's you know back in the day of like ah, i spent 20 dollars on this giant glass vessel that i'm not going to use for basically anything else right awesome um yeah and so i, I remember birdsong especially during the pandemic was like you know we're out of growlers please bring any empties and i'm like cool i got like eight <laughs> yeah. here you go have here you them. go have them well, I mean, our water vessel, that was like a p- proud moment for me when the wife bought that for me for a Christmas present. Here is a stainless steel growler that you that can reuse. I can reuse over and over again. Uh, I used to go up to Pete's Peel all the time and get that bad boy filled. I cannot tell you the last time I did that. Yeah. Don't even remember. Well, the last time you were out of the house. I mean, but that's another story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's true. <laughs> Haven't been to Pete's Peel forever. Uh, but mm, wings. It's, it, it is one of those things where I think culturally at least amongst the three of us 
you know, Wells will occasionally bring in a crowler, but it's nowhere near what it used to be on the show. Where we used to, it felt like almost at least once a month, a crowler or a growler would show up. Yeah. And to, you know, that point about mobile canning or, you know, the availability of canning lines, so many more people now have that capability yeah. that I don't want to fill your crowler or growler because I already have fresh six packs of this stuff over here. Right. right. Like, just take one of these. We've already filled it. A hell of a lot faster and more cost effective than what you're asking me to do right now. Well, and beer math comes into play too. Like you said, they're probably pricing them at a point where, you know, they're trying to incense you to go cans. Yeah. Yep. You know, I could buy a four pack for, you know, $17 or I could get this crowler, which is only two cans for like 14. So why don't I just spend another couple bucks and make it easier for everybody? Yep. I mean, growlers especially, but crowlers too are more time consuming than, I mean, certainly more time consuming than draft pours, but you know, more time consuming than, than cans. So, yeah. And plus, another reason that growlers are a little bit more expensive in terms of a pour out uh, per ounce thing, and it talks about this in this article, is, you know, we don't want to suddenly become competitors with our retail partners that are selling cans down the street. So we price our cans in the tap room the same way that the market retail market prices the cans outside the tap room, and we don't want to compete too much with those people with our tap room. So, but yeah, you should you should you should pull up that uh, Indiegogo that do I you, sent you. Do you really want me to? I mean, I it's a, it's it's a decent segue. It is. Um, so I, you know, Josh likes to play the uh, Kickstarter game. And uh, I, I stumbled into one the other day, and I sent it to him stupidly um, instead of just holding it for myself and, and making you both play the game. Yeah. Um, he should have held this one because it's yeah. good. So um, I'll show you the picture, Wells. It's called... Did it fund? Oh, dang. Hold on. It's called the Cooler Keg. Okay. I'm showing you right here. Oh, God. Here's a picture of it. Oh, I hope not. Okay. Okay. Um, what does this hold? Is that is that growler? Is it a growler that you like hook up to this thing? And no, I mean like like see the the, the two people just enjoying you yeah. know. So like this cooler is basically the same height as your standard like beer fridge with like the the handles coming out of the top, right? So okay. it's maybe I don't know foot foot and a half tall cooler. Yeah. And your question is the first one I had too. What the hell did they put in that thing? You can't put a keg in that. No. And so they advertise, so this is a cooler keg, the bar experience you take with you. Portable, easy to use draft system that keeps your favorite beverages ice cold and on tap. Okay. Um, blah, blah, blah. Easy to use, clean and transport, self-contained keg, CO2 cooling packs. Um, you know, and so basically, you know, it's like, hey, your life after cooler keg. You know, it's a bar quality draft. Sure. You can fill your kegs with whatever you want. Uh-huh. Let that one sink in for a second. It's a fully self-contained kegerator system. No more empties after the party. Never pump kegs by hand again. Doesn't that sound awesome? Don't you wish you could get that? No. Absolutely so, not. so here's no. the thing. <clears throat> so you open the lid of this, and it has two... Refillable 220 ounce kegs. Okay. Uh-huh. 
Oh, that's just dumb. Uh-huh. And, and the beauty of it is they're like, you can fill it with whatever beer you want. Just crack open whatever you want, pop the top on these kegs, fill it up, put the top back on, boom, you're it's set. It's the jockey box. Draft oh. quality. See, like even here, they're, they're using a growler to fill up. I'm so mad right now. I know. <laughs> oh, wait, there's more. Um, it's got some cold packs to keep it frozen. They've got some CO2 lines, whatever, to feed it up into the you know the tower, whatever, blah, blah, blah. That's fine. Um, all right, this is where I'm going to back, uh, botch it all. Okay, uh, the launch special. Take a guess. What do, you, what do you think they're charging for this? $500. Higher. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, that's really sad. $629. Yikes. Do you think it funded? I hope not. Uh, so here's I the say thing. say that all the time. So here's the thing. They, what, you know, like, okay, well, I'm sorry. I did it wrong. Uh, how much do you think they were trying to raise? There you go. 100 grand. Wrong. 20 grand. Okay. So obviously it funded. Oh, God. But not only did it fund, it fully funded in, guess how long? I don't know. Seven minutes. Pew, 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 pew. I mean, they've raised a thousand percent of their twenty thousand dollar goal, two hundred seven thousand dollars. There's to, six days left. To be fair, they would to only need to, to sell thirty one of those units to oh, yeah. fully fund. So that's, I mean, twenty thousand divided by six hundred and twenty nine dollars a piece. That's nothing, man. And, and again, like I feel like in so many cases here, this is going to be that thing that people with disposable income throw money at and very quickly realize, <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't really like how this works. Use it once and never again. Yeah. It's going to be, it shows it's, up on Craigslist. It's going to be in a landfill. I poured all my beer into this, like opened up all these cans and then oxidized them by pouring them into this refillable setup that, uh, made my beer go flat and then taste like paper and now it's got some sort of mold growing on the inside of it because I don't know how to do sanitization properly. What's, what's cleaning? I know. Like, oh, I'll just dump a whole bunch of like hot soapy water in there and switch it around, Is, right? You're not supposed to do that? God. Just, maybe just like a little Dawn? Well, yeah, totally. Just yeah. scrub it in. OxyClean. You know, oh, yeah. yeah. It's a little Dawn. Nothing, so, nothing ever hurts a little Dawn. It's good for the ducks. Yeah. It's good for my kegs. Exactly. Yeah, I, I saw that when I'm just like... Yeah, I can't believe you sent that to me. Like, as I soon as like, you sent that, I'm like, I what was, are you doing, Kitzel? I was so furious at it because I saw it pop up on an ad for something else. And I'm like, that thing doesn't look tall enough to fit Sixtals in. Right. And you're telling me it's like kegs to go. Something doesn't add up here. Like, there's got to be like a hidden compartment or or something like that. Of course, I click into it. Then it, just, it made me more and more angry. Yeah. Yay. So that was fun. Let's take a break. Yes. We'll be back in 30. Mm-hmm. All right, it's time for Bye Bye, Jeff, with your old man glasses. Old man glasses. How does this work? Well, you know, like these cans, they keep trying to cram more words into them. And um, 
Yeah. It's getting seen. harder and it's harder get, to read, kids. Right. Um, so uh, first up tonight, oh, no, we were talking about it. Buy, no, buy. We were yes, talking about the beer that work? we've been drinking throughout the show, whether or not we would buy it or not buy it. Um, pretty straightforward and easy. So we'll start off with uh, Lightning Trops from uh, collaboration between Resident Culture and Creature Comforts. Uh, this is a soft and juicy American IPA hopped with Citra Galaxy, Mosaic Centennial, and Strata. Uh, it's a combination of uh, lightning drops from Resident Culture and Creature Comfort's flagship Tropicalia. Um, first beer syndrome is always a f- the fun part. Uh, I took a hit of this and was just like, oh man, this is just like, it's super tropical. and um, But still like a really, it has some nice bite to it. It's just a really good IPA. I, I definitely am going to be looking for some of this and buying some of it. A Plus. resident haze hater. But it's not hazy. It's just juicy. It's I can, quite nice. I can deal with that. I don't yes. mind the juicy part as long as there's... And, and even haze isn't bad if there's something to back up just, you know, the smoothness. Yep. I don't want it to be swaffed. Swaffed. Uh, this is a quite nice beer. I thought I was... I thought I needed glasses the first time I saw the label. I'm like, lightning chops. It's lightning drops. Uh, okay, never mind. Uh, after I consulted the label, I, this is damn good. This is exactly what I was expecting from a Creature Comforts uh, Resident Culture collab. It's it's tasty juice. No surprises here. Uh, it's a buy. Josh. Yeah, I'm kick, kicking myself. Uh, saw this four-pack and was like, ah, it's just lightning drops, right? Right, right. Wrong. I'm a fucking idiot. Well, I mean, duh. Duh. Uh, no, this is fantastic. He's just a dumb guy. It, it's juicy. It's tropical. Duh. It's everything I want in a beer. So absolute buy. Jeff, next Up beer. next, Sama Sama from um, Casita. Uh, collaboration with Twin Elephant, uh, Pilsner Malt, Whole Leaf Cascade, and a mix of Nelson, Salvon, and Motuka, uh, which I, I I always say that wrong. Um I took a, a, my first sip of this, and I'm like, there's something in this. I know what it is. I can't remember what it is. I looked at the label. I'm like, ah, yes, Nelson Sevon. Um, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Here we go. some more of that. Um, there we go. This is uh, pretty good. It got kind of blown out of the water by that last beer. Um, I, you know, it, it's good. I like it. It's fine. I would have a pour of it. I'm not buying uh, a four-pack of it, though. So, uh, no buy, I guess. Okay. Wells? Wells? It's... Uh, yeah, it did just get kind of overshadowed by its predecessor. It's fine, but I think fine isn't really going to be good enough for me today, so no bye. Josh? Well, I think y'all wrong. It's still good, even though the predecessor of this beer is <clears throat> damn good. I still think on its own, it stands up just fine. I was not disappointed in the four-pack, so I would buy another one. Jeff, right on. next beer up. Uh, a beer from Evil Twin. I feel like we haven't had an Evil Twin beer in forever. Kind of why about it. Let alone an Evil Twin beer that only has three words in the name. Another reason kind of why about it. <laughs> so this is called All Galaxy Diane. Um, oh, he, he got... He, he got <laughs> right there. Uh, All Galaxy Diane. Uh, this is just American IPA. I, I believe when I was looking at it up on Untapped to log it earlier, it's... There's another like base beer, then this is just the all galaxy version of it. So it's kind of like a single hop version of an existing beer. I like Galaxy. Um, this is good. It just 
it's it's single hop. It's kind of one note. Like Galaxy is good, but I just I think it, Galaxy Galaxy in this expression needs a little something else for me. Um, so I'm a no buy. Wells, I'm barely a buy. I I do appreciate these kind of single hop IPAs uh, a little bit more than I'll kind of grade it on a curve. Um, and I liked it, and I really like being able to see just what Galaxy by itself tastes like. So for that reason, to satisfy my curiosity and my tongue, I will give this by Josh. Uh, actually, so number one, kind of to just point, <clears throat> saw an evil twin beer. Number two, it wasn't some weird-ass stout that's got like a thousand fucking names attached to it. Right. I was like, this is just a plain IPA. I saw this and I thought, did did Evil Twin just like concede the battle against burial for most words in a title? Right. Like, what what happened? Um, I think this is well made. It's for what it is. I miss the days of Smash Beers. Yep. Sometimes. Yep. Just give me one hop, give me one malt, show me what you can do with it. Yeah. I'm I'm hopeful that I'll have a lot of that to bring back with me from uh, Beercation. Oh, that would be nice. Um, and so that was part of the reason why I bought this is because yeah. I'm like, you know, look, it's cool to have this array of hops and all these malts and you do all these tricks. But sometimes to me, you show your skill as a brewery and as a brewer, if all you can do is use one type of hop and right. that's it. You can't hide. Yeah, you can't hide things. I'm sure that there's more than I don't know what the mash bill is, but it's probably more than, you know, one mash. But one hop. And I, I think this is damn good. I'll absolutely buy this. Jeff, final beer up. All right, it's been a while since we had a revolution beer. And by a while, I mean like Last a whole episode. An episode. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, I've been picking them up over the course of the last year and slowly squirreling away. They finally all got here not too long ago. So uh, we'll continue to have them. The beatings will continue until morale improves. And you're both are like, oh, no. No, no. no please don't. Please don't make me yeah. have revolution beer. So uh, up tonight, we've got Grave Digger Billy. A Scotch ale aged in bourbon barrels. Um, this is a nice little fourteen point two percent Scotch ale, which you know, like Josh and I, we love Scotch ales, and I think Wells does too. But I'm mean, like Josh and I, like you know, and Chris really, uh, really, really, really like Scotch ales. Um, I feel like Monday nights Drafty Kilt was kind of the hallmark oh, for years for us. So damn good. Uh, Barrelite Scotch ales, super great. Um, this is a, a I, I guess they made this beer a long time ago, and then, you know, it kind of like fell off to the side as most Scotch ales do because everybody wants, you know, big fat stouts and barley wines and everything else. But uh, they brought this one back for twenty two. Uh, super glad they did. Uh, this is one of those that you absolutely can tell it's a Revolution barrel aged beer. Yes. However, it doesn't have like the sweetness is there, but it it drops off at the end real nice. Uh, that Scotch Ale does like a super job on this. Um, big shock, big buy. Wells? <sighs> yeah, my only criticism about this is the can is empty. That was really freaking good. Um, I love me some Scotch Ales. I mean, look, I love me some English style stuff to begin with. Barley wine at the top of the heap, naturally. But um, if I had to settle for this, I would be... Uh, uh, I'd be satisfied. Still. You can do worse things. Josh. So I actually let mine <clears throat> warm up a little bit uh, mm. after Jeff poured it, and it just seems to get even more complex and 
just more notes are there that were even there on the first sip. And this isn't fair sometimes when it's, we it's have some of these revolution beers on against everybody else. Yeah, just... This is fucking delicious. And they bring this back next year. Uh, I will be in for a four or six pack, whatever they sell this in, because this is making my top ten. I can already oh, tell yeah. you. No, so the scary thing is, like, so we had that coconut death, you know, two shows ago, right? Right. And I was like, this coconut death's really good. The other ones that we've got coming up are like somehow even better. This is ridiculous, um, man. This is so fucking good. Yeah. Like you said, it's not fair. It isn't. It's not fair because now it's time for I tap that. Jeff, how does that work? This is the part where we all say we love Revolution. We're tapping their beer, uh, but we love Grave Digger Billy. Yeah. You know what, what's the the beer that we would most like to have on tap? And, and again, like it's not fair because Revolution. And I honestly, I, so I, I you know I feel like outside of Right Way to Heaven, there are. I love so many of their barrel-aged beers, but I don't know how many of them I would want on the regular basis. Grave Digger Billy is the upset, uh, exception thus far. Um, because it's not like, it's not adjuncted to hell. You're not no. going to get tired of it. It's, you know, like like well, I tell people who, who've who never tried Rev beer before, especially like Right Way to Heaven. I'm like, oh, you're into bourbon. Let me introduce you to this beer. It's like, and this is kind of the same way. It's like having a bourbon without... Yeah. You know, it being, you know, 40%. Well, 40%, and, and at least here 40%. as we move into the fall, like just having this on a kegerator and just like a cold morning, having yeah. a pull. Yeah. Oh, oh I'll be God. out smoking for a while. I'm going to go ahead and, uh, you know. Yeah, going to have me one of these. Wells, are you joining the, the club? I mean, I, look, it's of not course fair. I am. That's nothing against. Uh, the I like, mean, we had some good beers. I, I would absolutely tap, like, with if this wasn't here. Um, that be, lightning trops was fantastic. Yeah, and I would, I would gladly double tap. Yeah, absolutely. But dim's not the rules, so no. it's it's got to be the revolution. Josh yeah. is at revolution. Of course, course yeah, yeah. So Jeff, fourth of the show, where are we at, man? Uh, come check us out on the internet. Go to uh, craftbeercast.com. Find our old episodes. Um, we got a Facebook. We got a Patreon. We got all these different ways we can you can support us. Um, just thanks for listening. Meanwhile. Wells, where can they find you? At all the Wells on Twitters and Instagrams. Josh. You can find me on Twitter at Josh CBC. Don't forget to rate and review us on your podcatcher of choice. Tell a friend, tell somebody. Uh, don't forget about our subreddit slash r slash craft beer cast. If you want to post up stories or news or trades or anything else, uh, we'll give you some updates. And other than that, we will talk to you guys next Thursday.